Welcome to PR After Hours, your weekly cocktail of news and interviews with leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. So pull up a chair in our virtual lounge. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will be right back after this. Burnout affects the entrepreneur and all of us in a number of ways, but get this, a whopping 42% of all entrepreneurs report feeling burned out over the past year. This was in 2022, a number that is expected only to grow. This number is much greater for minority-owned businesses with 62% of respondents reporting burnout. Worse, 53% of all those surveyed report burnout as having a negative effect on their business. Well, how could it not? That's why I'm really excited though to talk to Dan Cumberland. He is on a mission to help bootstrapped entrepreneurs avoid burnout. Having hit bottom before, he's passionate about helping entrepreneurs get the insights they need to recalibrate their work-life balance so they have energy and motivation to keep going. He is a three-time software as a service founder, serial entrepreneur, host of the Meaning Movement podcast, and a product strategist with Venture Studio 923. His work has been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc.com, Fast Company, and more. His most recent project, and we're going to talk about it towards the end here, is a software for repurposing speech-based audio and video into viral-ready shorts called VideoSnap. We'll talk about that. Outside of business, if he's not busy enough, he's a father, husband, avid reader, runner, health and fitness optimizer, and volunteer with the Carbon Almanac. He lives in the beautiful city of Seattle with his wife and three kids. And before I get burned out reading all these wonderful things, let's meet Dan Cumberland. Dan, welcome to the Virtual Lounge. Oh man, Alex, thank you so much for having me. Um, and what a fantastic introduction. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much uh, for the chance to be on the show. Oh, goodness me. It's it's our honor. So burnout. You, yeah. like you said here in the inner, I said in the introduction here, you've, you're a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, are, are, do you still feel burned out? Yeah, do point? I still, still, that's, that is the question. Do I still feel burned out? Uh, I, yes, periodically. And I think that's one of my operating assumptions about burnout is that we're always, there's always a measure of burnout in our, in our lives. And the, the way, the reason, the, the times it pops up, the times when most people say I am burned out is when it gets uh, so high that like it outweighs our ability to um, self-care, our ability to, to recharge. And when we do that for uh, a long enough time, then it starts to come out in other ways, health issues, relationship issues, you know, uh, business issues, et cetera, et cetera. Most, you know, recently, uh, there's, there's been two, two more, I'd say that I had a big capital B burnout in my life about a year, just over a year ago, um, a handful of things just all kind of happened at once, um, had a, a couple deaths close to me, had a, some business ventures that were um, falling apart, um, a business partner that decided to move on. And all these things just kind of happened. And then I kind of looked up from, you know, had my head down, just hustling and looked up and realized like, I don't, I don't know if this path is taking me where I want to go. And also, I don't know if I had the internal resources that I feel like I need to to course correct and it wasn't until that moment that I realized like I I I am I am burned out and started to really go down this this path of one first admitting that I'm burned out and two exploring what that means and then um, really focusing on how do I help other people more recently just in the last uh, coming into 2023 and I know that you know right after the holidays i don't know what it is but you come back i i hit the ground just talk from my own my own standpoint hit the ground running you know into a new year and then i think just all the hope and all the excitement around the holidays it's all behind us and it's like ah 
We're in January now. I'm in Seattle. It's cold and rainy and gray. And I've just felt like I was spreading myself too thin. And so I had another kind of this check-in moment of, of um, I feel like I'm just pushing a little bit harder than I have the ability to 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 recover from and so those are some of the, some of the small bits of uh of my personal experience um around burnout you know it's funny you say that uh i long-time listeners will know that i spent last year really kind of i took a dan just for your benefit i took kind of a a, a, a contract a singular contract away from my pr and marketing agency to work for one con for one client basically as yeah. a staff member i kind of just kind of put AGPR on the back burner and just yeah. went into their office and did their thing. And it was a lot of work. Yeah. Much I love working for myself. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and it was part of me deciding that this year is the year I'm going to ramp back up in a big way. And I've got some pretty grandiose goals. But like yes. you, like you, right? You get the holidays and you get in that routine of maybe not having, particularly me, because I didn't have anywhere to be for like all of December. I just had to do my podcast and prepare and plan and think, right? Yes, yes. January hits and all of a sudden it's kind of like this big prod in your back going, let's go now. Yes. You said you do this. Yeah. And it's depressing a little bit and scary. And I think, I think I'll just admit it, Dan. I think I felt probably a day or two of anxiety where, if not outright paralyzed, yeah, definitely not a hundred percent. So yes, I don't know if that means I'm burned out or where I was just hesitant. Um, and I have a lot of uh, goals ahead of me, but I think the the feeling's pretty similar. Yes, I totally agree, and I, I don't think that we need to you know parse parse hairs. Is that the right word? Like what's Split burnout? Up, what's not? The, yeah, the, the fact is like if you if you're thinking about, and I think this is you know, there's a, a couple diagnostic questions that I think are really helpful. One is like if you're wondering whether you're burned out, let's just say you're burned out, and uh, like just give yourself the permission. It's not it's not a disease. It doesn't mean that you're you know going to lose your hair or like anything like that. But it like gives you the permission to say okay maybe this is something I'm experiencing. And now the question isn't, am I burned out? But how can I course correct? Which mm. is a much more productive um, uh, productive train of thought and conversation. So I think that's that's one, one really important piece. And then there's a couple others that I think are really interesting related. And one is, if you had to live your last 90 days on repeat, how happy would you be? And I think that's a really telling question of, you know, how, of our pace, how is the pace of our life right now? How is your, your entrepreneurial pace? And with that question in mind, you know, maybe you don't have a, a hard answer, but looking back at the 90 days and saying, okay, I have to live this on repeat. What would I change about the coming 90 days, looking forward 90 days to then make for a more fulfilling, more fun, more um, restful and rejuvenating um, pace of of life as an entrepreneur um one more question <laughs> yeah uh that that is also really helpful um and i don't know you know who your who your community relationships um i'm i'm married so for me it's my this is my i take this question to my to my wife but you can put any other people who are close to you if if i went to someone close to you and asked how happy is alex um what would they what would they say uh, and I asked this to my wife. <laughs> she just laughed. She's like, "I really hope no one ever asked me that." And I was like, "Oh, that's like that's telling that um, 
that, that she doesn't want to answer that on my on my behalf. And so there's another, I think another kind of diagnostic tool of like, okay, maybe, maybe there's something more, some changes that should be made in order for, uh, so again, whether or not we're talking about it in terms of burnout, just in terms of pace, in terms of satisfaction, in terms of, of fulfillment, because as entrepreneurs, especially, uh, you know, mission-driven, purpose-driven, like people who we have, we have something, we have a reason that we started as entrepreneurs, a life that we want to build, a dream we want to, to actualize. We get so focused on that future outcome that we're at, we we're willing to give up a lot yeah. in the moment to yeah. get to that future, and so we end up often sacrificing our our day to day to a life that we don't necessarily love in order to gain that future that may never come. And that's really, I think, when I had that wake up call a year ago, my grandmother died, um, oh. another person in my life passed away, of like oh, like nothing is guaranteed. I don't know how long I've got. And so do I really want to like just keep delaying gratification indefinitely in order to build my business? Dan, it's such a interesting, uh, this is just the thing I've noticed doing this show for as many years as I have is that it just seems like often I'll get the guess and it's like a synchronicity because just yesterday, it was one of those days where I was working for three clients on one in one day, but I just did everything in the right order. I looked down and I was just happily doing my work. I wasn't second guessing myself. I wasn't yes. worried about it. I was just in this joyful moment of doing what I do best and, and doing things that I know are going to satisfy my clients and make them happy and help their businesses grow. Um, and I, I just remember telling my wife after a hard day's work that uh, I've, I'm happier than I've been in a long time because I think Dan, when I worked for that other company, it was a paycheck and I learned things and I made some good friends. Don't get me wrong. Um, yes. But it, but it didn't bring me joy. And the joy I get is doing what I do. And this is why I was happy because I yes. felt like I had a purpose and I took a call from a nonprofit board I'm serving on, try to help them with something. So, you know, I think people, I'm going somewhere with this besides telling you, wow, this is synchronicity. But I think some people get it in their heads, especially if they hear the word entrepreneur, that we're all just driven to like, you know, be Elon Musk and we're going to have all this money. Yes. And we're going to be crazy. Yes. I just want to make enough money to have a, a comfortable life and enjoy my friends and family. How about you? I, I completely agree. And I like I, I get goosebumps right now because this is I, so much. I feel like I've been on this soapbox recently of like, we need to like change the narrative around entrepreneurship because yes. there are, it's a very thin slice of the entrepreneurship spectrum of what it looks like to be an entrepreneur that gets the airtime. It's the Elon, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you know, um, Bezos, whoever, like these celebrity, celebrity billionaires, or it's the uh, Silicon Valley venture backed unicorn, you know, um, where it's just like you're just trying to get your big evaluation, get your big exit, make you know millions, if not billions, of dollars, and and that's that's not representative of the the vast majority of entrepreneurs by lifestyle or by or by goals. The majority of entrepreneurs are people like you and me who we're we're in it for different reasons, and by by elevating that. That uh, you know, whether it's the celebrity entrepreneur or the the hustle the hustle culture entrepreneur or the the venture backed entrepreneur, we we miss out on all of the other stories. And I think then we often I I feel like just the culture like we as entrepreneurs we feel like we need to we need to reach for those archetypes, if you will, in our own entrepreneur journey instead of having the permission to do it our own way to build and optimize for 
our values for the for our own goals, which are not those same, you know, those same goals that we've put on on the, these pedestals. So I'm I'm totally with you. I'll sign off on that message 100%. Oh, that makes me feel good. It's, uh, thank you. I'm glad. Uh, and it, I'm just at, and I'm at an age in my life where I am who I am. This is how I'm going to do things. Right. You know, yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to, you know, this, you know get, get too corny, but I'm going to love myself for who I am and yes. uh, and just keep doing what I do. I'm, I'm not for everybody. My business isn't for everybody. And that's another thing I've learned. And I wonder if you could speak to that, though. Yeah. Uh, what about the entrepreneur? You know, when I started 13 years ago, I took any and all comers, any business I could get because you want to make money and you don't want to yes. like any don't want to look like an idiot for quitting a really good job to start your own business. Yes. But I also learned I was doing a few things very well and a lot of things adequately. Yes. Tell me, tell me about that mindset. If you would, if you have any thoughts on that, I definitely, <clears throat> excuse me. I definitely do. I, I, I think it's a matter of, you know, like you're saying like self-awareness saying, this is who I am. This is what my skill set is. This is where I provide the most value to my clients, to my business. And it is it is hard because I have you know entrepreneurial ADHD, right? And you 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 you, you gave my went through my bio. You know, I've got I love having irons in the fire. And so it is a discipline for me to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And it takes uh, people in my my life. And that's a, a big part of what I'm doing with, you know, with, uh, uh, with entrepreneurs around bootstrap without burnout, helping you know, building, building community, bringing entrepreneurs together to, to basically serve as board of directors, to hold each other accountable to ourselves Ooh. and to our, to our values. And I just had a conversation last week with some people that were, um, that are close to me in, in the entrepreneurial world, because I'm launching this, this business accelerator to do exactly that. And I had, uh, this one, uh, one person who is, he's, he's super interested in, in joining the accelerator, but then he's like, I don't know. I just like, I don't know if I'll be able to make it with a schedule. So could we just do one-on-one -on -one coaching? And so there's part of me like, oh, sure. I could just, I could just coach this guy one-on-one. -on -one. I don't, uh -huh. I'm not currently doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, but, but like he wants to pay me to, to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and I mentioned that to, to this, this group of entrepreneurs and they're like, Dan, you've been talking about like saying no. Yeah. Uh, and like, so do you really need to say yes um, which was like really eye-opening, like, oh, like I don't have to say yes to every, every opportunity that comes, comes my, you don't have to take all the money that people want to give you. And the better money is the money that is in alignment with where you, where you want to go. And through that conversation, one of the, uh, the people in the group said, you know, instead, why don't you just invite him to join your program <clears throat> and then say, you'll jump on call, calls with him as much as he wants, um, if he needs extra support. But um, but just see if if he he take that route. Um, so which is what I'm you know what I'm planning to do. I'll I'll keep you keep you updated on, on yeah. how that how that goes. But I um I I say all that to to say like for me it is a discipline of saying here's what I'm doing and here's what I'm not doing. Yeah. In order to keep myself from being spread too thin, and I know that that's my bias is to spread myself thin. And so to have that self awareness to know this is what this is where what my focus is. And this is what I'm going to say no to, so I can say a better yes to the other things. Yeah, you know, it's an ego boost when somebody calls you and and, and wants something like that, and, and we need that. We all do. But the difference that I had to learn, is, uh, just speaking to what you just said in agreement, is I've learned to go. Oh man, I am I am so honored that you think we could do this. But you know what? I actually. We could do it, but not great. We could do it well, but not the way that you deserve. Yes. I know another 
person or another agency yes. that I, re I could recommend. And that's great because that builds up my relationship with, I have several referral points and I love it because they do the same thing. I, I get a text from one guy. He's very, <laughs> he's just very taciturn the way he speaks, but he's just like, got one, can't do it. Told him you can, here's a link, you know, it's like, a, <laughs> okay, no. And you know, I love it. It's like 10 words. Yeah, if I get the business, I'll send him a truncated spiff, I guess. But no, I'm just kidding. I, I love always it. Do. But you know, it's it's that thing, and I think we all need to to realize this. And, it, and just for a second, if we can take it out of the entrepreneur, just if you're listening, yeah. folks, and you're on staff somewhere on, at an agency, or you're thinking about going out on your own as a freelancer, which is a little different than being an entrepreneur. It, it, let's make sure there's a little bit of a difference. It's still a brave thing to do, and it's still a lot of work. But let's just take it out of the entrepreneur deal. If you're at your job, let's just go there for a second, if Dan will indulge me. Yes. And if you're that person who's the workhorse, not the show horse, I know mm -hmm. how that is because my uh, my spouse happens to be one of those people at a Fortune 500 company. She's not complaining, by the way, but I'm just saying I see yes. that she'll often pick up a lot of things because she can do a lot of things without complaint and they mm -hmm. get done well. Uh, but that I think that ultimately starts, and I'm not by the way, I'm not speaking about her, I'm just using her as an example, but that can often lead people to, because I've been there back in the day, it can lead to burnout, it yes. can lead to resentment, yes. because you're like, why am I getting all this dumped on me when Steve over in the next cube is, you know, yeah. flipping Can't rubber bands up. at me all day, right? You yes. know? So I think, Dan, I think everybody can take a page from that. I mean, it's a little harder when you're not your own boss to say, I'm yeah. not going to do this, but yes. it's definitely a frame you can bring to your supervisor and say, look, I'm really good at these three things and I want to do those and I will be happy to help out with this other stuff occasionally, but I just think it's, you're better served to have me focus on this stuff that I'm great at. It just, yes. I don't know. Is that a, is that a strategy in your opinion? I think it's totally, it's totally a strategy. And I think that um, it, you know, comes from again, self-awareness and then mm -hmm. also the, the boundaries of, of knowing what, what are the limits of your job description. And yeah. I'm a big fan of, of updating your job description to match your, to match your job and match where you want to go within your organization. And also then using that as a point for um, negotiation when it comes to what you're getting paid for, because yeah. if you're doing a lot more things than your job, than, than is on your job description and you're okay with that, then you probably should be being compensated differently than, than you are. Of course, this is all depending on, depending on your organization, but I, I am a big fan of um, knowing what your boundaries are, establishing those boundaries with the people that, um, that need to know them so that you can um, have that balance in your life, um, especially if, the, if your work is bleeding out into the rest of life. And I think we're always the same person, right? We're the same person at work and we are the same person at home. So there's always gonna be that crossover, but if your quality of life is being affected by by, by your workload, then you need to find ways to put put boundaries in place and communicate that to your team. Yeah, you know, boundaries are important in all stages of life too. Um, there's just, uh, there's a, something I saw too, and if you're a very social person, I sense you're a social person, Dan. I, I am, yes. Do you, very do you much have so. a lot of, if you're like me, we both have a lot of friends and, and not just acquaintances, friends, right? Yeah. And this sounds so I don't mean this to sound like, oh, I'm so great. I have all these wonderful <laughs> friends who want to spend time with me. But there's just a, there's only so many hours in the day. I want yes. to, in the evenings, I generally, I turn, I shut down, try to by six o'clock. I want to spend time with my daughter, my wife, or just get this myself because I need yes. to recharge. And I want to see buddies here and there, but it's just, there's just not enough time. Yes. But you, so, you, so I think the friends I have that have finally figured out, Alex, he still loves me. He just had to say no. But, but I think a lot of people in their personal life spread themselves too thin. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I totally, I totally agree. Um, and I think that it comes back to, it comes back to balance, come back to being, 
like having a good sense of what is your your level of uh, your your speed of output and and restoration. And so I, I like to think of I like to imagine that there's a gauge, a burnout gauge that's always always moving up and down. It gets into the red zone. That's when it's the capital B burnout, and we're like, oh, we have to do something. But there's always something happening there, and it's okay to push yourself hard you know, and have that gauge go up a little bit, right? Mm. As long as it's balanced out by some space to, to, um, to, to recuperate. And so after you, whether, whether it's, you know, too many social events and you're not giving yourself enough time to, to recuperate, then you need to block out your next week, your next two weeks or your weekends and say, okay, I just need some me time. I just need some family time or whatever, whatever it might be. And so I, I'm totally, totally agree with that. Um, so, and I, gosh, it's flown by as usual. So uh, if you'll indulge me with just a couple more questions, I'd love yeah. to ask you a couple more things. So tell me, tell me a little bit if, if, cause it's along with this, what we've been discussing, tell me about the meaning movement. Yes. Yes. So the meaning movement is, is kind of the, the auspice, the brand under which I've, I've been doing all this purpose fulfillment um, work. It started, it was really my, my, my entree, is that the right word? Into, into entrepreneurship 10 mm. years ago um, was looking what had gone to grad school around questions of, of meaning purpose and, and fulfillment. How do we make better decisions about what we do with our lives, especially when it comes to work? Partly went there for myself because I'd really struggled in that area, but then also wanted to, to um, expose myself to more thoughts about how do people become the people that they are and how does that intersect with the realm of work. So the meeting movement was started as a, um, a business focused on career career pivots, helping people decide what to do with their lives, basically. And then in the last year or so has really taken that question and but applied it differently, specifically to entrepreneurs. So similar questions, fulfillment, purpose, but with entrepreneurs, the outcome is different, which is growing a business, building a life, you know, with that intersection of you have your business and your business goals and you have your personal uh, life and your personal goals and where do the two overlap and how can the two serve each other? And that's, that's what the meaning movement is all about. But we have a, have, have a podcast, I have an accelerator, um, all focus on these things. Well, the good news, folks, is I'm going to put all the links in the show notes so you can learn more about that. I mean, yes. no, Dan, you don't have to live in Seattle, right? You can. Oh, yeah, it's all, all, all done online. Exactly. Yeah. I was looking for some one on one coaching with you. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> like, you're talking you're, about this, Alex. You're, no, yeah, I was waiting on you to go. Well, okay. And then, ah, gotcha. No, you, good answer. <laughs> hey, hey, let, I, I've got to ask you in the moment or two. I'm, I'm intrigued by Video Snap. Yes. Um, I'm I, I can make a fool of myself and tell you what I think it is, but I want you, please, just tell us okay, what it is. Okay. What I'll, is? I'll it? save. I'll I'll spare you. I'll spare you the the uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure your concept is exactly right. It is a like a content repurposing tool. It's very much a um, scratch your own itch product. So I had my podcast. Wanted to get the great things that are happening in the podcast as really aha kind of you know nuggets of just great value and get it out in front of more people. Because as you know, podcast discoverability is really low. So how do you yeah. find new new um, new listeners? My thought is get get the podcast, get those moments in front of listeners. But long form podcasts don't do well on social where listeners are hanging out. So I had to think about how do we repackage the podcast into a um, a package that would do well on social. All the platforms are moving towards short form video with the rise of TikTok. YouTube shorts, stories, reels, all of those, all of those things. So for a while I was doing, uh, had an editor and a content um, person on my team who were going through transcripts and trading back and forth notes and making these shorts. And so uh, since I've, I do software, I'm a product strategist with 923, thought let's go ahead and make 
take all the complexity out of this and make a very streamlined product out of it. So the way the product works, you upload your source file, which could be an audio or video file. Okay. The software transcribes it and you'll see the transcription on the screen. And then you just highlight the section, the words that you wanna make into a short, you hit a button, the software grabs that section from the source file. Then it makes a text over footage style short. If the source footage is a video, you'll see the person talking first. We kind of assume it's from an interview or something like this, where it's someone's talking to the camera. And then it will cut to B-roll that's sourced from a library um, via AI to match the text that is being um, being spoken. So it, it just is a, a way to build out a very cool and much more engaging piece of short content short being you know at most one minute i mean you can make it as long as you want but to put it on, on social it should be as short as possible but as long as it needs to be and uh so you can imagine i'm talking about something then it cuts to something else but you can still hear me talking about it and that footage matches what i'm what i'm saying to fill out fill out the story uh, and there's all kinds of customizations you can do as far as fonts and colors, and um, you can upload your own B-roll and logo sequences and all that kinds of stuff, but it makes it just so much faster to go from a podcast interview like this or a talk or even just something that you record just because you want to make a short and just trim it down and make a very cool and engaging short for social. Okay, I, I'm a little reminded of Lumen5, but this is way beyond that. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I haven't been in Lumen 5 for a little while to know, you know, all, everything that they, they have. Um, but it is a much more automated, you know, automated process. And it has, you know, the editing capabilities all built in. You I'm looking at your pricing and uh, like, for example, basic one channel daily content creator two channel. When you say channels like Twitter and Facebook or what? Is yeah, that it's, a, it's just another way to think about how much content you you're going to be producing the, the way that we measure um, accounts is in minutes of render time. And so you can see under underneath each uh, uh, package on the pricing page, you have 30 videos. So that's 30 minutes of render time. 60 videos is 60 minutes of, of render time. So what we mean by channels there is if you're going to be posting different formats on different channels. So in every, every day you'll need, you know, 60 minutes more or less a month. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's just another way to think about how much content you're creating, which package fits the best. And do you care? Okay. Now, listeners are going, here's Alex. He wants to buy something. So just bear with us. Let me talk to Dan. You guys be quiet. Let's let me talk to Dan. So Dan, I do two podcasts. You don't yes. care where the content comes from, do you? you? You're just like, this is what it costs for this amount of time to use our service. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if it's for mysterious goings on or PR yes. after hours or. Yes. Or your clients, anything you want. Yeah. When we okay. have agents, some some agencies that are starting to use starting to use it to serve clients who are doing you know repurposing as a service. You um, have a seven day free trial, don't you? We do, yeah. Just on the website, video videosnap.io. You can jump on the the free trial. The only difference with the free trial is that there is a watermark and the source file needs to be fifteen minutes or less. Or less, okay. Um, or just less. for the just for the trial. Um, on the full the full version is forty five minutes. I am intrigued. All Jump right, in, this, give it a try, and then let me know what you think. Dan, I'm, I'm just telling, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> only thing I got to do is ch just chop like 15 minutes out of, of a show to try. Because exactly. my shows are like 20, 25, the, yep. the other show 30, 35, 40. So I got to yep. find that. But still, then if I like it, and it sounds like I will. And uh, I'm not going to talk about your pricing. They can go look for themselves at videosnap.io. But wow, uh, even your yearly is, in my opinion, extremely yes, affordable. Yes, we have half off if you join on the yearly. So it's, it's a killer deal. Holy cats. This looks cool, Dan. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So Dan, 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 
one more time. Tell everybody how to find you. Yeah, you can find me if you're listening to podcasts. Look for the Meaning Movement wherever you're listening, and you can tune in. Tune in to me there. Um, if you're interested in burnout and, and this accelerator bootstrap without burnout that I'm building, you can go to the meaningmovement.com slash start. And I have a burnout risk assessment that'll Ooh. give you a score of how, how, what is your burnout risk? And again, as we've talked about in this episode, like capital B burnout, isn't a thing, right? It's not like a symptom or not, 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 not a disease, yeah. but it helps you measure how, um, how likely it is that you need to make some, some course correction. And um, then after that, I love to jump on a call with folks to to who take that assessment to help them have some takeaways in their life. Videosnap.io is a great place to you know to find Videosnap. If you're interested in building product with me with 923, I'm I help people like me, people like us build software. So you can find that at 923.co. And those are all the places. Oh man, there will all be in your show notes, folks. Don't get off the treadmill. Don't stop the car in traffic. Don't, you know, crash your bicycle. <laughs> Just go to PRAfterHours.com. Uh, lately, folks, I've had a little problem with a couple of aggregators crunching all of my links together. So if you're looking on, pod, you know, whatever podcast aggregator you're using, I've gotten a few people complaining. It's not me. I promise. It's not you. It's them. So go to PRAfterHours.com. Besides, then you get a really good picture of Dan and you get all the stuff and you get commercial me at the bottom of the page and buy my book by the way the podcast option now in paperback all right folks dan cumberland i i could get burned out talking to you all day in a good way (laughs) this has been fantastic by the way thank you one for all the great information and and two for the uplift i i needed it it's a push that's going to keep me going through this cold winter and ma'am you are welcome anytime here in the virtual lounge thank you so much such such a great conversation thank you for having me Okay, who has a podcast, then writes an ebook about podcasting and doesn't do an audiobook version of it? Well, not me. I've done that. In fact, I'm very excited to tell you, dear listeners, that the podcast option, my recent top selling ebook on podcasting, my journey through 15 years as a podcaster, broadcaster, host, guest, and observer, is now an audible audiobook. It's really, really, really exciting for me to be able to present this to you through Audible, uh, which is available on Amazon.com, where the ebook link is as well. And in this fast listen, my experience uh, comes to you through stories, practical tips and advice from my hundreds of hours as a guest, producer, podcast host, and more. And the podcast option, if I say so myself, is mandatory listening for those new to podcasting. And it should be a welcome addition to veteran podcasters library. So check out the podcast option read by yours truly, Alex Greenwood, or as they say there, the J. Alexander Greenwood, because that's my pen name. And that's a long story, which if you dig through my podcast, eventually you'll find out what that means. But the point being today, the podcast option is available now as an audible audiobook. I've got a link in the show notes to make it easy for you. Please do me a favor, go get that audiobook. Or if audiobooks aren't your bag, there's also a link for you to get it as an ebook. Again, the podcast option. I certainly hope you will choose it. You know what that means? It's last call here at the virtual lounge. Be sure to visit prafterhours.com for links to what we discussed in this episode and more. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time for another round at PR After Hours with Alex Greenwood.